welcome to Podcast TBD. This week, your hosts are Distinct Kusai and Jukebox Hero. Uh, what's what's B's handle? Vlad. Vlad? Okay. Yeah, Vladdy. I don't think he heard um, my threat. What was your threat? I told him I was going to shove this T-nut into his butthole. <laughs> you know what a T-nut is? What's what a is a T-nut? Okay, it's like the female end of a screw, so you can screw into it, and it's a bunch of spikes, so you nail it into a solid piece of wood. They're often used for, like, uh, sofa legs and stuff. Hmm. So it's just a really spiky screw nut <laughs> thing. It sounds fun. A little bit. Unless you bend it, then it's useless and it sucks. Use it as a weapon. Put it on the end of a string. <laughs> you can kill anybody with anything. No, just put it in a slingshot. There you go. Right in the temple. The, oh, oh, I've seen one of these, yeah. I've, I, I've seen <laughs> these before. You looked it up. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, so I'm recording in the spare bedroom, and I got the desk open and the microphone in the drawer so it's close enough to me. And there's just all sorts of little treasures in here, including a tea nut, which I probably just bought. a random tea nut? I probably bought it when I was making my arcade machine because I had to replace <laughs> all of the uh, the feet. Oh, yeah. How is that arcade machine working? How are your three little arcade machines doing? I mean, they're fine, but I haven't played them in a while. This, this, which one was was giving you issues? Was it Galaga or Miss Pac-Man? I mean, they all had some sort of issue I had to fix. No, but there was one that was shut down for a while, wasn't it? Um, well, Galaga was shut down for quite a while because the neck board was cracked. And yeah, I think that's had... the one I'm thinking of. I had a ROM that was corrupt, but I fixed those. Miss Pac-Man, I had to do a complete monitor rebuild. So that one took the longest, mostly because of waiting for parts and stuff. Just so anybody's listening here, if you ever want an arcade machine rebuilt, Jukebox is your man to go to. Oh, God. <laughs> I won't make them, but I <laughs> can help you. Ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you got questions, (laughs) we should actually do a podcast on uh, arcade machines one of these days. Yeah, we really should. I mean, that's like my jam. Oh, before we get started on our topic here, guess 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 what I ran into? I was in Edmonton today, and I ran into the Edmonton's mayor Don Ivinson at a grocery store. Nifty. (laughs) Happen to talk to him. I shook hands with him, and he thought he recognized me, and I had to tell him no. Um, I I didn't want to tell him why he recognized me. So, um, I'm not going to tell anybody who I am, but I'll point this out. If you ever saw me in real life, you would probably think I looked like a certain character from a TV show, and it it comes up quite often when when I'm walking around. So that's pretty much why I'm thinking he thought he recognized me. Game of Thrones, so, Sam. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Uh, it, it's got to the point where I've had more than one person not just think I looked like 
the actor, but assumed I was the actor. Yeah. And then I have to go, no. No there's, way. There, there's like, a tad of like, resemblance. You... Yeah. There's just a slight. I mean, if maybe you only watched one episode or something. It's it, it's a little... No- well, the first time that the my friends saw the actors on uh, Merlin, they called me up and be like, did we just see you on a TV show? And I'm like, no, I'm sitting here watching the same episode <laughs> you're looking at. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're, uh, you can't be the actor. Cause oh, God, no. It's not That's like it's so live really. I would, I would I would question what what he that actor would be doing here in Edmonton. I don't know why people think I uh, think I am him sometimes because like what is he doing walking around Edmonton? Well, hold on, because I just heard on the radio it's not an actor, but apparently Cisco, the guy who made the thong song, may actually oh, yeah. live in he Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking weird. Uh, Nathan Fillion's from here. Well, yeah, people are from here, but, like, he lives here. Um, oh, supposedly the guy, one of the guys from KISS uh, comes here quite often to shop at West Edmonton Mall. That wouldn't surprise I me. I that. I mean, Bieber and did. It, yeah. And he's way more oh, yeah. famous than KISS is right now, so. Well, actually, you know, weirdly enough, if you sit around West Edmonton Mall, and I used to, when I was growing up, used to be a bit of a mall rat, especially there, um... Uh, no, you, you will see all sorts of weird people, including famous people there. If you just sit there and watch, they don't appreciate if you come up and say hello all the time though. <laughs> well, of course. They're there, they're, they're, they're relaxed. They don't want to be recognized. <laughs> I found it really weird. Cause I actually was there the day that Justin Bieber was. And cause I heard it on the radio later and I was there at like the exact same time. I did not see any swarms of teenage girls or anything. I have expected there to yeah, be like a mob. <laughs> I think most of the time pe- people just assume that they're not the person they think they are and they're or or, or too afraid to go up and ask if they are. Yeah. So. I th- I think I remember once the Jonas brothers were there or something. Yeah. Um apparently that mall just attracts really shitty musicians. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh not famous though. The the coolest kind of thing I've ever saw while I was there is um there was like actual Buddhist monks there one day, like a group of them. We stopped and asked them, like, are you guys just dressed like that or are you actually in the translator was translating for them? And they're like, yeah, no, we are. We're from China. That's what we do. We're some of them. We're monks uh... and, and they were in full, full regalia, like garb or whatever you want to call, call their garbs. I can't remember what they're called. Were any they were them, dressed traditionally were any of them, with um, the beads and everything. Under the oath of uh, silence. No, they, they just didn't speak English. Ah, I see. No, I was just wondering if any. That's of why them they. Were... Need... No, they were all talking. It's just, you know, they didn't. They didn't understand us, so they had to yeah, use their translator to talk to us for a second. Well, speaking of uh, technology, that sort of thing. Have you seen those uh, voice translators? You talk into into them in uh, one language, and it speaks another language. Like you can speak English, and Japanese can come out. But of course, it's it's not perfect, right? It's, not refined with well, slang I think stuff. those things are so cool. I really like that there's like iOS apps for stuff like that. Like you don't have to buy a $1,200 program. Oh, no. Well, I, have you guys seen, uh, what's it called, World Lens? No clue what that is. Uh, it's an app on, um, I think it's on iOS and Android. 
but it will automatically translate any uh, text it sees that you're, you're videotaping or taking pictures of live. So, like, if you wanted to translate English, like, you could get this app right now, go up to your, your, your uh, bookshelf and translate all the, the um, text on your books uh, to another language. It could be, like, German, and it'll instantly translate it to German and make it look like it the same font. That's, that's on the cool. on the book. That's on yeah. So like it, you go up to a sign, you don't it won't it'll translate, it'll make the sign look like it's speaking English. You could be in Germany and it'll translate the sign automatically over to to English and match the font and color. I love how powerful technology is now. That is amazing. And you know what's funny? They said uh, you know, once we hit, you know, these last few years that technology would, you know, sort of start to slow off and and uh, not improve as fast as it used to, well, it's just going to get exponentially faster and faster, in my opinion, and it has been. Well, I think it will, too. Um, There's a strange thing, because Moore's Law would say, uh, if you go all the way back to, like, the 50s and look at technology and computers and how it's advanced since every 18 months or whatever, processing power doubles or speed doubles. Um, After... You know, about 2007, there was a giant shift in what people wanted out of computing. So people were a lot more focused on the ARM architecture for like tablets and mobile devices and stuff. So it isn't necessarily that we're not as advancing as fast. It's just we're advancing in a different direction. Yeah, which is, is you know, uh, is still a good thing. And on top of that, yeah, you're right. That's probably where most people get misconceptions. They think they're measuring it in a certain way, the progress of technology, but not realizing it's, it is progressing just in a different way that they're not following. Yeah, like so. self-driving cars and everything NVIDIA is doing there. And then most people who follow computers and don't follow self-driving cars won't realize that compu- there is a whole bunch of stuff like that go- getting advanced right now. Yeah. So I just can't, um, I can't imagine the day when uh, quantum computing is a regular thing. Like a standard thing that would be nice. You brought up the the translate. There's one other thing that I know is coming out is uh, I think it was Skype's talking about coming out with a with an audio to text translator for their uh, video chats. Hmm. So not as like you know significant as like audio to audio uh, translate translation, but the fact that you can speak in English, talk to somebody who's speaking like say Chinese, and they'll be able to read what you're saying at the bottom of their screen as you're saying it. That's actually super significant. That's like subtitles on the fly. So even if you had it in the same language for people who are like hearing impaired and stuff, because that, oh, yeah. that would be way more efficient than having someone have to type it out. And even if it was for something believe- like a movie, you could just have someone go back and kind of change the words that were mistranslated and whatnot. Imagine just that in speed class. speed everything up. In class, you you your your prof is up there. He's speaking, and uh, as he's speaking, whatever he's saying is going on text onto your tablet or computer, whatever. Well, what have you. that would be so, that'd be so awesome for people that need note taking through the through their uh, student disabilities. Oh yeah, and I've because, seen typists in my class before too. Because like <laughs> some people actually need that, right? So here's... And that would help. On top of top of that, um, yeah, like it's saying, it would help people that uh, are deaf or impaired in other ways. So, what was I gonna say? 
Oh, and like there are te- text audio to text programs now too that are really good, like auto subtitles. Uh, it wasn't who was it? It was Philip DeFranco actually talked about it recently and did a test of it, and it was actually accurately uh showing what he was saying live. So there, like some of that the audio to text techno technology is getting uh a uh, really significant and which is nice for me. Uh. But I'm I'm hoping that that also brings more advancements into the text audio, uh, stuff which 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 is something I use frequently myself. So. Um, you guys want to start talking about the Russian Terminator? <laughs> sure. Yeah, we probably should. Eh? Yeah. So they're kind of catching a little bit of flack because you can't be like, hey. Here's this robot that's that's learning on its own, and we're teaching it, and we're we're teaching it how to shoot guns. But tr- but before anybody ever criticizes them, they're like, "But we're not trying to make a Terminator." When you go, that's like being like, um, walking up to somebody, bumping into me, like, "Sorry, I'm not trying to steal from you." They haven't accused you of stealing stealing from them yet, but now that you've said it, they're assuming you tried pick pickpocketing them. It's the same thing. You don't. Don't deny you've done something before people have even accused you of doing it. Okay, before you get into this, you need to tell all the listeners what the Russian Terminator is. Uh, yes, so the Russian Terminator is this uh, robot called, I believe, called Fedor. And <laughs> uh, it's essentially a, a, an, an artificial intelligent humanoid robot that learns. And the Russian government and the, the the scientists working with it have decided to recently teach it how to shoot guns, not just one gun, but two guns simultaneously, one in each hand. He be dual wielding. Yeah, this thing this thing was dual wielding, and he was dual wielding with better accuracy than than a lot of people can do on his like first attempt. So the more and more this thing shoots, the faster it shoots and uh, with better accuracy. So yeah, it's, it's it's kind of, you know, a little bit scary when you watch the video and you're like, oh, oh, this thing is uh, actually uh, doing it. Oh, and here's a direct quote from, from them. We are not creating a Terminator, but artificial intelligence that will be a great practical significance in various fields. So like, yeah, we're trying to get it to be somewhere else. You know, like oh, you know, medical, uh, the medical ter- places and schools and stuff. But we thought it was a significant step to teach it how to shoot guns first. Yeah, rather than having it balance plates to show its accuracy and like, man, I can't even fucking <laughs> think of the world. But like, let's not do that and let's give it guns. Oh, come on, they're the Russians. Can't blame them for that. Oh, Mazda Russia. Maybe they're just, you know, poking fun. Uh, well, they're like all the, bears the on who... unicycles. I don't know how they can make robots with those giant paws. The the guy what? who reports <laughs> this stuff has it, it. He for for the Russians, like this Russian guy that does his name's uh, Mister, and I hope I'm pronouncing it Rogizin. And he is not really good with PR. They really shouldn't be letting him speak. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm looking, and and like some of the articles are actively uh, pointing out that multiple times this guy has made weird comments over the years about multiple bit, bits of his projects that probably weren't good comments. 
So smart uh, dude, just not good at public speaking. <laughs> I can totally uh, understand that though. They're expecting this robot to be able to travel in space by 2021. Oh, nifty. Oh, yeah. Russia's getting wow. back into space travel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We need this. You know, all those uh, a- anthropologists in the last uh, 20th century here that were uh, gone shit during the McCarthy area for saying Russia was a more advanced uh, <laughs> uh, country than the U.S. because of their space space travel... <laughs> are about to be proven right again, probably. Yeah, we well, need I, this. I, we need this so NASA gets its head out of its ass and starts investing in space travel and exploration. NASA's about to start losing and stuff because, for one, Canada's uh is now uh producing its own spaceport. They used to rely on NASA for all their for the, all their space exploration stuff for Canada. You know, we sent all our stuff down there. Yeah, and all our technology and and attached it to U.S. spaceships or sent it up on U.S. spaceships. The Canadian government's finally got sick of having to deal with budget cuts in the U.S. for NASA, and now they're just doing their own space program. Well, once they <laughs> so started, NASA, NASA's going downhill. Once they started making the particle colliders in Europe that were much bigger than the ones even planned for the states, that's kind of where you saw the shift in scientific power. Or the power of research, if you will. Yeah, I've noticed the U.S. has kind of shifted away from from like that kind of stuff, and they're more going towards stuff that makes them money. <laughs> I mean, they kind of need it, but yeah, that's yeah, the thing about work, technology. Though. Something. If you have the technology, if you create the new technology, then you get to have the benefits of that technology. So, like, imagine way in the future driving cars every motherfucker is going to have one of those and we're just going to sit there without having to hold on to the wheel it's going to be a huge thing nvidia is at like the head of that you got to get in that shit early you got to make it yourself you, well and that's you got to be the like the early term, adopter though. well yeah but everything in science is thinking in the long term that's Nothing the gets problem done with overnight. the states right now is a lot of the times they're thinking short term we invent something now that we can profit off now not 20 years from now well like, the, a lot of the stuff is medical stuff, like me- medicine. The look at the stuff, that, what kind of medicine they're, they're, they're producing in, it, with their research. It's stuff that's instantly beneficial financially. Like, they didn't really come out with a, um, a cure for Ebola until it was, a, it was personally affecting the people in the States. Because there, there wasn't any profit to it before then. So They're self-driven to protect themselves, and then... They have interest in other countries where there's money to be made. Exactly. So, like, that's the kind of thing. With the, in Europe, though, they're thinking the long term. Eventually, they're, they're looking for, obviously, still they need to think about in the short term. But they're building bigger bigger stuff over there, especially with the, the colliders, because they, they see that there's a benefit to doing that kind of stuff in the, and being ready for that in the future. Whereas I think the states used to think that way and has now moved away from that a little bit. Medicine is a good reasons. example. If there's a need for a vaccine or a pill or something, they'll find a way to make it. The more pressing no. the need is, the more chances they'll make it faster. I mean, I should, I should give a better example than the Ebola. Yeah, you there, need well, a better Okay, example. there's the one guy that uh, that created a new a, a new version of an old medication 
uh, then patent it and then increase the price of that medication by like 600%. Oh, so he, he didn't create a new one. He didn't create a new one. He hmm? just bought the old one no. and then increased it the by old 700%. He bought the old one and then started making yeah. it, yeah. So, like, that's the kind of stuff. And, and well, to do that, he also had to recreate it a little bit as well. He can't just... Well, he, had to, the, he had to actually be able to produce the drug it. He also itself, got arrested and tried it? for several fraud cases. Yeah. Well, so if you take the him. medication as it is, it'll actually kill you. So, although you have HIV or AIDS, um, if you take the medicine, it has the chance of killing the HIV inside of you, but it's also going to be slowly killing you at the same time. So that's that's sort of the thing. Um, another another thing though, um, I don't know why the U.S. is actually cutting funds to to NASA. A lot of their technology comes from both NASA and their military. Yeah, they're spending five percent on NASA, I think, on space, something like that. Are they cutting funds? Oh, they've been cutting funds since uh, I think the second term of uh, Obama. His mm. second run through there, they've been hit cutting funds. I didn't hear about it. He's, uh, yeah, they were cutting back on space space programs. The only thing they go through recently is they're oh, I do starting rem- to push for that whole Mars launch. I do remember they. Uh, I think they stopped doing the shuttle launches. Yep. I think. Oh God. Oh, okay, sorry, I'm just watching watching a video. Um, I hope I hope you know I segued us into self driving cars twice and you didn't take the bait. <laughs> well, I ha I haven't done it because we're not there yet. So um Ugh. so now getting still back to robots, I would like to point out that it if you watch this video on this this uh um Russian Terminator, okay, the thing is uh in my opinion, it walks alright. It shoots excellently. You know, you basically as long as you can turn run pat behind this thing enough times you should be able to avoid getting shot but if you go in front of this thing you're going to get hit cuz it's fairly accurate then you go over and you look at Boston Dynamics robots and you're like well this thing's going to be able to be able to chase me down and hunt me down fairly easily and i sent you guys a video if you were to go look over look over there there's a this thing is on wheels and it's it's uh better stabilized than most people are on two flat feet. I have seen that video and I'm I've had to say I'm quite impressed by its capabilities. It can jump, it can go over ramps without being, you know, flinched like and I believe this thing's called handle. And it can pick so. up uh it can pick up uh crates full of stuff, move them, run, it can lift one foot it can go over objects, including ra- ramps with just one foot or both. Um, it can jump on top of tables. It can lower itself. It can keep its uh, ba- its its hands in the same position without moving them while going up and down, front and back. So that's actually a, a, a unique test there. So this thing has a decent amount of dexterity. Uh, it, it It's fairly agile. And I'm like, I watched Boston Dynamics. Um robot videos not just the, the this one in particular but their big dog project and stuff like that uh it's gonna bring up big thing. dog yeah i love that thing i love when he just like kicks I, it <laughs> he just like kicks it and it's still doing good now if if boston dynamic were, were to announce tomorrow hey 
we've we're ta- we're we've attached an artificial intelligence to one of our robots and we're teaching it how to shoot then i'd be extremely worried because <laughs> then we have a robot that can shoot and move really well we've taught this one how to stealth kill with a knife <laughs> yeah this one makes absolutely oh. no sound when it moves around it can go up walls and like their their big dog has um tracking uh um capabilities but like you know i like can they can get it to track and follow you what i like is there's actually a movie a, 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 a fictional movie that talks about that references big dog and i i, I like how they re- they they actually uh um found a use for that big dog that's not military use and you know what they were using it for they were What's using that? it like a, a robotic donkey on a farm <laughs> uh, i was gonna say a footstool but this probably is bad <laughs> They basically put a a, a a a a flat deck on top of it, and they were were strapping things down to it, and it was be able to go over rough terrain with the, with the, its stuff. So I thought that was actually kind of funny. It's practical I see use. If, if, yeah, it's a practical well, use. I just thought it was funny because I know that's not what Boston Dynamic is thinking of doing with their robot. That it's not like they built their robot. Yeah, we're gonna turn this thing into a a robotic donkey for farms. Like yeah, it it could have that use in the future, but I don't think that's what they were thinking when they were making it. But some filmmaker was like, "Yeah, that makes sense. Right there, we can turn this thing into a robotic donkey for our film." Well, I guess. Well, I suppose <laughs> when they become commercial, they'll be doing a lot of manual labor. I suppose would they not? Oh, could, we could need you imagine a how much Boston unit. Dynamic would charge? Oh man, <laughs> guys, look at your new uh, farm equipment. Five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars for this thing. Seriously, they need to create the Bender <laughs> unit. Yes, they do. <laughs> but robot robot technology is just getting out out there, and so is like, like there was a big announcement that uh, for uh, something that I thought was I'm I'm not the usual one to bring this up. We usually have Scufflewick bringing this up. Oh Jesus Christ! But there was some. <laughs> there was some huge uh big update a while ago about um animatronic sex dolls getting way more advanced. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like yeah th- this is big news and this is just when I clicked on like I go on Google every morning and I click news. And that's all I do. I just want to see what the top new- news stories are and that was one of the top news stories and I didn't read it but I was like other than the 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 uh the first little couple words into the into the article but then I'm like Really, this is big news. This is top news this morning. Is new advancements in sex dolls? Well, you must They're have make millions. Least... All all they gotta do is put some giant eyes on them and some ridiculous hair, and they can sell it to the Japanese market. Exactly. Real life <laughs> Japanese own a whole doll. Well, speaking of Japan, you know what I found out today? You know Was Mark that... Hamill? Yeah. He went to school in Japan. Cool. Yeah, it was on a U.S. military base, but it was still in Japan. So I mean, that's, that's I thought that was a that's a really common thing for anyone between like the '40s and the mid '60s because they had so many installment bases there. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I feel, I feel like built. they're lucky. Uh, one of my friends on Teamspeak actually is in Japan for four years. He's uh, nice. he's been there for a year and he loves it. I he loves the culture, so he bad. loves the food, he loves the military base, it's awesome. Do you know where he is exactly, or? Um, I'm pretty sure he's on the 
um, eastern side. He's on like the bigger, the biggest island though. Nice. You don't know exactly. You're just like he's like over on the east side of the country. I don't know. He was like he took a trip <laughs> to the uh, furthest north island, and that's actually where they have a lot Hokkaido. of Sapporo. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's in area. Hokkaido. Yeah, that's and that's where they make Sapporo. A lot of people up there um, don't. Some uh, most of them actually don't speak a lot of English, other than the younger people. Yeah, it's it's well, because in it's because now. In grade school and stuff, it's mandatory for them to take English classes. Whereas so before it wasn't. Yeah, it's a fairly new thing. So kind of like 30 and younger will be able to speak at least some English. Which, you know, I think is good. Like, And not, I think it's kind of, well, it's a little bit weird for us. We speak English, but like, and we're not expected to learn another language, but considering English is becoming more and more the co- most international language out there, it, I feel like other countries should be learning it. And it, you know, I would, it's only fair to say that if English starts to become not the main language of the world, say like Chinese suddenly becomes the most popular uh, language across the whole entire world, then I would probably start learning Chinese myself. And I would expect my kids to as well. So, but the same thing right now, English is the most predominant language in the world. Yeah. If, it's probably good for other countries to teach their kids English as well. If you want to talk about some weird language shit, I took three classes of Japanese in university. And that's a language you can use in literally only one place. <laughs> and it was one Japan? of the most popular language classes. Well, you want to hear something crazy? I took two classes of French. I live in Canada, and I don't use it. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> a lot could. of the uh, people on the campus speak uh, Japanese, so it's sort of, I guess it's not too bad if you take Japanese. Yeah. And, you know, for when you watch anime, you don't have to, you know, um, wait for the subtitles. And honestly, I, I find their language very, I don't know, just the way they speak, it's very it's beautiful. It's, it's very nice. It's pleasant to the ears. See, the biggest reason for that is because it's almost completely made up of open syllables. So everything ends in a vowel. So it's Which is nice. Yeah. And so it's, things it's, like rhythm become a lot easier when they're all one syllable. Yeah. Which, which surprised me why English has become a predominant language in the world. And saying our language is totally fucked and not easy to learn. Yeah, like, Japanese is, like, whenever anybody tries to, like, talk about Japanese, it's so well, like, drawn out and thought thought about. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, I, I found, I, I tried learning a little bit of Japanese back in, in high school, and I found it was easy, it was easy to pronounce. I found the written language a little bit hard to understand, but the actual, like, verbal stuff wasn't that bad. Yeah. Whereas uh, when somebody tries to tell me how they, when their experience is learning English, English sounds like a pain in the ass to learn. And now that I think about it, the only reason we haven't thought about it is because we live here, but we, we, we have like very like weird rules about our languages and like made up rules that we follow and like slang words that are like, like actually main parts of our language. We'll see every everywhere. Every language has difficulties and their structures and whatnot and slang and all that. The only reason that English is so ridiculously hard is because when you find 
uh, exceptions in language. There's just way fucking more of them in English. <laughs> well, and that plus we, we have a tendency to borrow and butcher more off uh, other languages and add them to our own. So most languages don't don't do that as much as we do it. Uh, not necessarily, because if you think the vast majority of languages in all of Europe have some ties back to Romans and the Greek language and stuff. Like that might actually also when you're talking about Roman and, and stuff like that, what it reminds me of is Latin. That might be the reason why now that I'm thinking about why um, English is doing so well as a language, because it does change so much. Because one of the reasons why a land disappeared is because it became a stat a stagnant and static um language and it, it didn't change and it kinda died. Slang words, weirdly enough, actually keep languages alive. So that might be the reason why we're we're still speaking English today. Latin is Maybe. used more in science now than it is in common language. So getting back to the robots. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the robots. <laughs> the topic. Uh, you want to talk about creepy stuff? You should see what's going on with drones, and I mean like I mean self-flying drones or ones that require like minimal assistance from from somebody uh, controlling them. The we- one that creeps me out is they actually have like, and you can see that Intel's doing stuff with this, but this was actually created before before Intel started doing it. Is groupings like flocks of shoaling. Um, uh, drones in a pattern, and you know Intel's doing like light shows with it, which is which is cool, but like that's just pre-programmed flight paths. Well, what creep me out is this one guy has a has a, um a a group of drones. What he can do is he can actually just direct them, and they will fly around and through things in groups in in a pattern. So like if he has it going in a square pattern, and he tries to run it into a pole. The, the center ones will actually go around and they'll reform into a square on the other side. Nice. All on their own. <laughs> I, I gotta say about the Intel drones, if you remember during the Super Bowl, it was like constant nonstop ads from Intel because uh, they were using all of their drones for the cameras. And I, yeah. I really can't remember the number, but they had something like 50 or 150 drones or some shit. Like just tons of. Oh them. yeah, they they're they've been pulling like uh pulling so much, and I forget how much their show is using. Their show is using, I think at least a hundred. Their uh their light show. They do this cool light show with drones. Yeah. And um. Yeah, no, it it was actually uh, kind of neat to watch. I oh yeah, it. it was during. I was it was for. I think there is a video of it. And I'm trying to see if I can find it. The Amazon Mars attendant new god uh, fireworks. Yeah, they were using it instead of fireworks. Instead of uh, um fireworks, they were actually uh doing uh drone using drones. Where? Um, five hundred drone they, they, light show. They had a few different things. One of them was actually for uh Amazon. I'm actually gonna send you guys the link here. That actually makes sense, because Amazon uses drones for delivering stuff and for at their warehouse to get boxes off shelves. Oh, the drones have been having issues, and they, they tried to do a public test to show where they're at, and the drone got stuck in the roof of the of the, um, of the launching uh, tr- uh, UPS truck, or Amazon <laughs> truck that it was coming out of. Yeah, here guys, here's our test to show you what we can do. Oh god, it's stuck. 
<laughs> uh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh. So like I I I follow drone news mostly because well I'm I'm in archaeology and the, the the thing that I actually am really into is landscape archaeology, which a big thing in that is aerial photography with drones, which you know 3D scanning and um portable lidar is becoming a really big thing. So nifty. Oh. You should try to uh, get a job doing that, flying drones around, taking photos. Well, I've actually thought about that. There's there's a couple places that do that in higher. So. What you else did you there? want to talk about? Oh, yes. And now that we're talking about autonomous vehicle, like autonomous <laughs> robots, um, flying uh, autonomous uh, drones... Um, we should probably talk about, and oh, deadly robots on top of that we were talking about. Uh, we should probably talk about self-driving cars. And I, like, I don't know if you guys were, uh, paying attention to the news recently, but Apple has now thrown their, uh, their scarf into that ring for self-driving cars. So not only do we have Google self-driving cars and we have Tesla and Ford and GMC. Now our music company make and our phones phone company is now going to try to make cars and a self-driving car at that. Very, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be that smart. surprised. I, I well, it might be because I follow uh, business news a little more closely. But they've been talking about getting into cars and car accessory and car systems for quite a while. That's why you can actually get cars right now where, like, the touch display is all iOS-based and, like, your iTunes and stuff is just directly on there. I find That's just kind of, like, the first step. See, I'm fine with with an electronics company like Apple getting into the auto industry for their electronics. So, like, their audio equipment, their um, control systems for, like, the computer systems and the center console and all that. What I have an issue with is a te- is with is with an electronic company like Apple, elect- that deals mostly with electronics. Now getting into the mechanical half and now building a car. Now I'm sure the ele- the, the wiring for that car is going to be spot right the fuck on. What I'm worried about is is the mechanical half and the body of the vehicle being shit. It's going to look you awesome. Be that worried. That's I that's am. what R and D is for. Because if you look at auto manufacturers, like they're in a billion different businesses. Like if if even if you look at something like Samsung, because everyone just knows them for like home consumer electronics and cell phones, they build giant tankers, the things that take all of those like sea boxes across the sea, like five thousand of them on one ship. Samsung makes those. I know it, which it's is not like, that what? weird for an electronics producer That's to make insane. other things. Well, I I should probably point out that I was more impressed with Mitsubishi's electronics than I am with their cars. So I'm already kind of biased on electronic <laughs> companies getting into cars. <laughs> they'll just hire an engineer that knows how to build cars and they'll make them a super duper car. Um, I'm I'm probably more likely to when when self-driving cars become a become a thing. I'm more likely to buy a a self-driving Ford than I am to buy a self-driving uh um Google or um Apple car. So well, I don't know. Tesla. The, Would you get well, one of those? If I could afford it. 
<laughs> the new model is only supposed to be about $30,000 before rebates, so it's not any more expensive than any other car, really. Good point. But um, I what I'm looking for with the self-driving cars, though, just so you guys know, is they're planning on having self-driving cars become the standard by 2020. Damn. And it's not just companies like Tesla saying that. That's Ford and GMC agreeing. I mean, that'd be cool, but I don't think it'll happen. Just because of well, like the upgrade three cycle. Years. What 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 kind of was made me skeptical up until recently is they were um like there's gonna be an interim like not everybody's gonna want to buy brand new cars and and not, nor are they gonna trust the whole self driving thing as well some people um but there's talks about more legislation coming up into it which is which is nice and. There is talk about um, making, and I think they're actually producing them now, uh, testing them right now, but uh, um, aftermarket kits to turn regular vehicles into self-driving cars. Now, here's a question. If a regular person in a regular car crash into an automatic driving car... um, It has happened on, I believe, less than 20 occasions in... Over I think something like over two two million miles on the on the Google self driving car. I, I'm probably guessing that most times that the human's going to be in the wrong. The human is wrong. Only one out of out of those all the accidents the Google car has been Google self driving car has been in were caused by the Google self driving car. The other times were all caused by other vehicles running into the Google car. Yeah, and I'll point out in some of those instances the Google car did try to avoid the accident. And in all those instances, the Google car was actually able to mitigate most of the danger and actually uh, gain control back afterwards. So if you're asking about what would happen if a person drives into a self-driving car, the accident's going to be less damaging than if there was two people driving that car, not one person and one robot. Yeah, Yeah, because that robot's going to be able to calculate how to minimize the damage 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, and the person isn't. Exactly, yeah. they're just gonna, they're just gonna, yeah, run right into them. I'm sure all the accidents involving self-driving cars have been minimal, minimal accidents, like just slight, what you we'd call slight fender benders, too, I'm, as well. I'm sure there's going to be like a billion lawsuits of people suing self-driving cars though in their companies, just because they don't get it. Oh yeah, but they'll have so many cameras that they'll be able to prove deniability of it. Yeah, well that's the thing. It's they not have even a self-driving car. There's like. F- it's what, not like even necessarily cameras, cameras. it's car? more sensors, but like if you get a black box out of a normal vehicle and a black box out of a self-driving car, you can actually go through all the calculations the car had made up to that crash to determine if it was in fault or not. Whereas a black box on exactly. like a semi-truck that someone was driving, you can really only see like maybe when they started braking or something. Which is yeah, like that's the issue with things. And like my, I'm I'm looking forward to self-driving vehicles myself in cities. I am fine if somebody's out in the fucking countryside and wants to have a cruise in their classic car and drive. But inside major cities, it's gonna save lives and it's gonna reduce traffic times. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's because like- one of the biggest things that slows people down is that stupid well, the slinky effect when you're at a red light. The yeah. first person delays and the next person... That's not going to happen with self-driving cars. I was going to say that. I know, it's ridiculous. That, that's what you accidents. experience when, like, everything is slowed down and you're in gridlock, but you don't see an accident everywhere. It's just because yeah. the person in front of you overcorrected their braking, 
which made you overcorrect, which made the person behind you overcorrect, which made them overcorrect. And it just keeps going back and back and back until you reach the point where someone overcorrects and they stop. Even if those overcorrections yep. are only by like 0.1 of a second at a time, eventually it reaches a point where they stop. Well, and that's what traffic jams are. They're mostly just small things like that. Human slight error. Kind of uh, causing a cascading effect. And self-driving cars, they've already tested it. it like, they are, they're pretty sure once self-driving cars become a standard, th- there will be a reduce in people being in traffic. There probably will not be traffic jams. So. Yeah. We'll have to drive with our eyes closed. Get to work. So, be less accidents. I won't have to worry about what happened to me this summer of a guy running over the front bumper of my vehicle while I'm driving it. Can sleep on the way to work. No, you won't legally. I have looked at some of the laws. You will, shit, you'll, yeah. you still have to be awake while driving it. Well, I, see, I mean, I at the current level of technology, yeah. Like, no, even in the new Tesla, They're talking about permanently. Even it, they're saying that, that there still has to be a person uh, there just in case there is an issue. Even in the future, they're like, we, we, we don't want impaired drivers driving a, a, a self-driving car. They should well, know. There has to be a person behind the wheel regardless. There'll be a day. And they have to be sober. There'll be a day. And it's mostly because what happens if something like electronics do fail, no matter how advanced they are. Say you, this is 30 years from now where, you know, self-driving cars have been, sta- been the standard for 20 years. And all of a sudden, um, you have an electronic short, a fuse went. And the self-driving car is like, fuck, I can't drive anymore. You need to pull this shit over. And you're asleep or like high or drunk out of your mind. Well, suddenly you have somebody who can't drive with a car that can't drive. I'd hope by so the time t- we reach that point, if a fuse blows, it has a way to fucking fail safe because a fuse is a fail safe. Well, yeah, but you get my point that just something if something were to majorly happen, they still want somebody sober behind the wheel just in case. See, what I don't like is that they're going like you said, they're trying to make it permanent because we can't say what's going to happen in the future with the advances. Like if we now say yeah, exactly. that we cannot have a self-driving vehicle where the person can sleep inside it. That makes sense now. But 50 years from now, we can't say if, you know, they'll fail and you need to be awake and stuff like that. We can't say that. And if we future-proof it now, it's just going to create a hassle down the road if we reach a point where we can have self-driving vehicles where we can sleep in them and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Because then you're going to have to jump through legal loopholes. I get why they're scared of it a little bit because, yeah, where the technology is now and... It's just like, well, should there be a person drunk behind the wheel, regardless of how well this thing works? And I get their their worry about that. Um, though I think you'll you'll be happy to hear, I'm pretty sure for, companies like Ford are against legislation because Ford is trying to create stuff where there there is no driver behind their self driving cars. Well, I mean, we need some legislation, but like, we can't. Cut but they're off against the legislation that's it. saying that there has to be somebody sober behind the wheel. Because Ford wants to have self-driving cars with no pe- people behind there. And if they put in legislation where there has to be a sober person behind the wheel of a self-driving car, well, then that throws a big, hole, huge hole into Ford's plan. Make it like Men in so. Black 2. Literally no one driving, and if you need to take manual override, it's a PS2 controller. Oh, you're not thinking of Men in Black 2. You're thinking of iRobot. Will Smith movie, but... Same thing. I could have swore it was Men in Black. 
Because there's a sim a, a scene just like that in in iRobot, and it's Will Smith as well. Vladdy, jump in. Do you know it, which it, one I'm thinking of? I'm pretty sure it's Men in Black that they have the self-driving car. Is it not? Let me just see. I'm going to I'm, I'm searching it up. But the possibility gonna... of having it in multiple movies is also there again, too. It'd just be funny if it was two Will Smith movies. <laughs> yeah, of course. The Will Smith on the tech. Oh, here's the scene. Is that an iRobot or? Uh, I found a scene, yeah, and it's an iRobot. There's a scene of it with an iRobot. Weird. I don't know if there's a scene in in one of the Men in Black movies as well, but I remember the scene from iRobot. He he was he goes against the, the rules of the normal thing, and he for one, if you remember the movie, Will Smith's character also drove a com- a combustible engine motorcycle, which I guess at that time in in the, that world was unusual because none of the cars were. But during one of the scenes, he act. Why is it not? Give me a sec. It, I had tried sending the iRobot thing. Instead, it it decided to send the wrong link. I think, oh, I forgot to highlight it, and I just clicked copy over the... Okay, that's why. But what ended up happening was, is he uh, it, it, he's driving the car, and it, he t- he uh, clicks manual override, and he pops out a, a standardized warning saying, yeah, can you, you... You're be liable and all that shit kind of crap if you take over driving yourself. He's, like, watching... He's looking at photos and videos while he's while he's driving. Okay, hold on, because I found the scene in Men in Black 2 that I was literally talking about. And then I found the scene I was, I'm was i literally talking about in iRobot. <laughs> so so both, both, <laughs> it is. Two, two, two iRobot, two, two Will Smith movies have the exact same scene oh, in them. Of course, of course. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have the scene where the, the, guy, the, thing pop, the guy pops out and drives. Yeah, and he goes to manual override, and it's a PS2 controller. That was the point. PS2 controller. Oh, if you watch the Will, the iRobot one, he just gets a he he gets a warning. Yeah, I was talking about the PS2 controller. Uh, I thought I thought you were also mentioning the whole like manual override thing in it. No, no, no. I just want to be able to control a real life car with a PS2 controller. Oh God, could you? That would be, actually be kind of funny. Yeah. But um, the, imagine the trying to see up, our parents uh, learn how to use that. What I like about the iRobot car, if you watch, is that it has no um, no steering wheel. Um, until he puts it in the manual, and the steering wheel then comes out of the console and folds up in front of him. <laughs> that was a little bit interesting. But it brings up another point that something that uh has been put into movies, uh, and TV shows. So we have the the new Fast uh Fate of was it Fate of the Furious? Fast yeah. and the yep. Furious. Fate, Fate, and Fate of the Furious. And um, then an episode of um, though this one's really un- unrealistic. Uh, an episode of Criminal Minds that talks about this is self-driving cars being hacked and used as weapons. Yep, yep, I've seen a lot of that. Now, I'll point out just to begin before we talk. If anybody's wondering why I'm saying the Criminal Minds is unrealistic, if you've watched the episode. The vehicles that are being hacked are being hacked through a cassette player in a non-self-driving car <laughs> car. 
<sighs> like, the, I'm going to point out, the worry is not that they can hack any fucking car and drive it. It has to be a, already be a self-driving car. <laughs> Can't just hack any fucking car and have it be turned into a weapon. Yeah, the whole point, of point out <laughs> being able to hack those self-driving cars is because they have a big fancy computer in them. I'm going to point out, even if you could remotely hack into a non-self-driving car's computer system, the most you're going to be able to do is fuck with their audio system and maybe fuck with uh, their injector system and some of the electronic controls. I feel like I remember hearing a news story about someone hacking a vehicle and they just shut off the engine. Yes, it has happened. Tesla's had had issues. Oh, yeah, you could do that. There are some cars that you can, new cars you can remotely hack in. But the most things, you're not going to be able to drive them. The most you'd be able to do is shut the vehicle down or fuck with their engine. Maybe even make it explode. The engine, like, you know, blow. You wouldn't be able to cause a big explosion. It's just you'd fuck their engine and they'd have to go buy videos on YouTube for that. No. And if you start searching things up. Oh, sorry. Vlad, if you're going to. Sorry. Vlad, if you're going to be starting to search things up like that on the internet, most likely you are going to be put on some watch list. Oh, yeah. The FBI, CIA, you know. Secret you can literally oh, look up how to make meth on YouTube. <laughs> I'm just <Ooh>. saying. <laughs> um, I'll point out. Uh, I actually talked to a guy that um, who who makes. He was actually a worked for the bomb squad. He's a was a military engineer for the U S for the U S and the Canadian government. Um, who made who worked on making bom- bombs and explosives and disarming them. He told me this little key fact. The stuff like that you found find online is usually, especially with explosives, is usually missing purposely put on the internet by governments, but it's usually missing key components that actually make it dangerous for the person making the substance at home. In the case of uh, explosives, you usually have to put a stabilizer in for for explosives, or it'll go off while you're essentially mixing it. And if you don't if you don't tell somebody to put the, this that that stabilizing agent in the the explosive they blow themselves up while they're trying to make their bomb. I mean, that's probably even that. worse. What happens if it's like a 15-year-old <laughs> kid and they're like, hey, we're going to make a bomb for shits and giggles out in this field, and then they blow themselves up? It has happened. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Kids have blown their hands <laughs> off doing that. I mean, have You guys ever remember the thing with, when you're but... growing up, the, anar- the anarchist handbook? No. I don't think I know. That was, an a- that was an actual thing, and I found out later that was actually put out by a government. Uh, um, agency. It was thought to be put out by a group of uh, individuals, just like wanting to put random shit out online. And it, no, it was uh, um, put out by government. Most of the files that were in that anarchist handbook were actually uh, um, put out by the U.S. and the Canadian and the European government to throw shit like that out there. And it was a whole thing, like how to make bombs, how to make dirty car bombs, and meth and cocaine all at home. But they took out things that made it, that would make them safe in hopes that the person doing it wouldn't be able to actually make it or even hurt themselves while making it. So that's really and shitty. They did that with drugs as well. It's like <laughs> I bought the Necronomicon, but I don't necessarily want to like summon black witches and shit. The Anarchist Handbook was, was an <laughs> online book online. It was, it was like torrented. It was like, you know, peddled in the back wheres of the, the deepest, oh, so darkest sections on, like, of the, the deep internet. web. Yeah. Well, oh, or at geez. least the at least the early two thousands version of the deep web. Okay, that's a little different than a YouTube video. <laughs> you know, but that's this is before YouTube. This is how what people like that did. Now you can search this stuff on up on YouTube, but it's the same thing. A lot of the time, t- 
times there's something missing from it. So be careful when you're online. Um, if you ever watch a lot of those videos, some of those guys actually don't explain fully what they're doing while they're putting shit together. Because they also don't want to get in trouble for showing you fully how to make something that's dangerous. So they'll 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 skip over a couple of steps, but do the steps in front of you, and you don't realize they've done a couple of steps without explaining it. So you have to be careful when it comes to stuff like that. Or the person online doesn't actually fully understand what they're doing. And that's even a whole new thing of what that's dangerous. So to get back to, well, I'll, I've watched a couple of videos like that, by the way. Like uh, I used to like making smoke bombs and when I was growing up and um, there was a couple, quite a few uh, um, tutorials where the person didn't quite know what they were talking about for the mixture. And um, oh, one person actually almost made it, ended up making an actual explosive not smoke a smoke a smoke grenade because he added a uh he misread the uh a f I think a, a a recipe for explosives and he thought he was making a smoke bomb but he added some stuff that would actually just make it was making fireworks and an actual explosive fireworks not the sm he I think found a tutorial for uh for making um a smoke filled uh fireworks and it didn't label itself like that so he he, he it it didn't cut off the instructions at the right point, and so it gave a little bit of instructions on how to make um, fireworks as well, and this guy was following it. So he could have actually blown his fingers off quite easily. Actually, if I remember right, he actually did cause a small explosion when he tried testing his smoke grenade. So be careful with that. Don't blow off fingers. Don't try to make meth. Don't try to hack somebody's um, car with... Um, if you're Okay, I'm going to point out, if you're trying to hack somebody's car with, with, a, with YouTube videos you're probably going to go to jail because those YouTube videos usually w probably won't show you how to cover your tracks and not get caught. So be careful with that. But to get back to um, the topic, it's not just regular people and filmmakers worrying about this. Um, the FBI has actually in, down in the States has actually put out um, warnings about this as well, that they're worried about people hacking. Cause actually a lot of current day, uh, um, self-driving cars are really susceptible to uh being hacked and so they're the fbi themselves are, are actually worried that one day a terrorist group will actually hack self-driving a self-driving car and use it as a weapon um they're trying to change um legislation to prevent that what they're requiring companies to do to protect their cars from being self-driven but yeah, they're still they're still always going to be worrying, and I don't know if you've ever seen the cool scene from uh Fast the, the Fate of Eight the, during the commercial, but they have like a whole bunch of cars being controlled and running into shit. Yeah, they have so. a it, they have a full parkade of vehicles, and they all just flood out and blow up, and it's all crazy. I yeah. I, I didn't even see the movie; I just seen it in the preview. No, I'm not even gonna get it behind the logistics of like hacking like more than 10 cars at the same time. I feel like that would be some like amazing feat even for like the most pro pronounced and profound ha modern hacker. I think it would be very hard pressed to hack more than 10 cars at once and then have them then control those 10 cars and have them all drive in the same direction. Yeah, all at the same time so, out of the same parking lot. Nah. I I don't think we have to worry about self-driving cars being used effectively as weapons. And, like, on top of that, even if you could hack a car, what's the most you're going to be able to do is have, like, a couple of cars run into something. At best, 
if it was used for a, a terrorist attack, it would probably be used as a distraction, not as the actual weapon itself. Now, now what about this? If they start doing, what if it's filled with like something like drugs and they're transferring drugs with no one in them? Oh yeah, that 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 causes a whole bunch of things. They're gonna have a whole bunch of new pro- legal problems once self-driving cars come in the, into um as a standard thing. But that's the same with any technology. We had to create whole new laws for all sorts of new technologies that have come. Look, they're trying to um uh police the internet now, but like when the internet came out, nobody was thinking about like the implications of what would happen once you uh, made the internet a mainstream thing. But now there's a whole bunch of issues with uh, I think the Silk Road, the dark net, the deep web, uh, um, human trafficking over the internet, drug trafficking over the internet, um, child pornography. When they created the internet, nobody was thinking about all the dirty shit it could be used for. And that's probably nobody's thinking about the dirty shit other than using it as a weapon, I guess, that self-driving cars are in. Because, yeah, I, I bet you anything you're going to have drug cars being shipped back and forth between the Mexican and the U.S. border. That's a whole new other issue. So there's no going to be anybody in the car to question to see if there are drugs in there. I think that's the whole so, reason, too, that they uh, need someone uh, What do you think, Jukebox? Still there? Uh, I just leaned back and had, like, a little nap. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, what, what do you think... Are there other kind of issues that can come, arise from self-driving cars other than the possibility of them being used as a weapon? Um, I don't know. I'm hard-pressed to think of issues, but, like, what you were talking about earlier with people hacking them and that kind of worry, it kind of uh, lumps itself in with the Internet of Things. And so many people are paranoid about the Internet of Things, and that's, like, your refrigerator that has a touch tablet or whatever that connects to the internet and your smart TV, which connects to the internet and your cell phone. And I don't know, your ebook that connects to the internet and your light switch that connects to the internet. So you can control it with an iOS app from Mexico while you're on vacation, shit like that. That's the internet of things. And people are worried about, you know, people will hack that stuff and then they'll fuck everything up and they'll use it as weapons. They'll just, I think they're a little too worried. What happens if you hack into a TV? Do you put like a nudie image on that tablet screen? Do you make the ice cube dispenser throw out more ice cubes? These things... You already know about this already, because what people are worried about with that is that they're spying on them for information. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a new movie coming out called The Circle that pretty much embodies everybody's fear of being monitored. By technology. Well, yeah, but Guys, they, they built if... that movie on that fear. Because, like, not everything is going to, like, destroy your life. Your fridge yeah, it... isn't going to destroy it. Not everything is built to have sensors in a way where people can actually view you or record you. And I, mean... I don't think people realize that they're, they're already being monitored and they're all their worries. If you had something to worry about, you'd already have something to worry about. The, gov- the government, the police, or people would be already beating down your door if you were doing something that they actually cared about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Realize that, okay, look at, look at, look at some of our friends. They, like, I'm going to say this, but they illegally torrent and, and stream movies over the internet. Yet, they, and they've been doing this for like, well, one of our friends has been doing it for more than a decade, but they've never got caught. I bet you the government or somebody out there is aware that he is torrenting films, but they don't care. They have bigger shit that they're looking for. When they're u- utilized 
the internet and monitoring technologies, they're not going after the small fry. They're not going after the guy torrenting one or two movies a month. They're looking for the guy distributing the movies or they're looking for the guy doing illegal drug trade in his house and shit like that. They're not looking for the guy who, who smokes pot and or talks about pot in his house or shit like that, or the weird shit that you're into. Nobody gives a flying two shits about that. And what people are worried about when their TVs are monitoring them or they're monitoring their, their activity online and shit like that is they're worried that they're going to get in trouble. Well, no offense to anybody listening to this. If you're worried about that, realize the people you think are going to come after you don't give a shit about you. I honestly think they're not uh, <laughs> the people that are going to come after the you the most are like big companies that want to know what you're interested in and how they can sell to the well, people. And they like, already do that. Oh yeah. They do it. All have the you time. ever known YouTube? YouTube does that. Google does that. I have oh, an yeah. interesting little tidbit about that torrent stuff. Cause you can guarantee they're on lists because, oh fuck. What was it? I think it's 65% of all high quality day one torrents for music were actually put out by the record companies so they could get a list of everyone downloading it. So and the best quality want... torrent you can possibly find was probably from the record company. And they don't, even them themselves, they don't even care that much. They just want to have an idea if their stuff is still popular and how, and what, and how much of it is being torrented. They're not going to come after you legally, probably, if you're the guy downloading. The guy who's distributing, downloading, and then giving it to other people, they care about. But the person just downloading from the source that they put out, they're not looking for you. They just want to know how many people are illegally torrenting their music or their movies and shit like that. So they have analytics to go off yeah, of for that. And then they can target those places like uh, artists can come to certain towns that they're popular and that they would otherwise have no idea. Like, like Jeezy coming they, to They'll Edmonton. find a way to use that. They'll find that way to use that information regardless of whether you're buying their product. So exactly. you mentioned music. And like, like Vlad has mentioned, like, okay, so they have, they know, say here in Alberta, they know, oh God, a majority of all the new ACDC album that came out, uh, is being uh, torrented to Alberta. We're not obviously not going to make money off selling the records there, the, the music there, but I bet you we can sell the concert and the merchant, other merchandise to the people in Alberta. Exactly. The stuff you can't just Ill- illegally purchase and go to. So the companies are looking for that. The only thing that creeps me about out about about technology monitoring me is people who are out to harm me. So we're talking about stalkers and people who the aren't in. Like when the government, if the government's monitoring me, if the government's listening to this right now and recording us somehow without us knowing, I I give a, a flying to shit. If some advertising company is listening to what I'm saying while I'm watching Pokemon, I don't care. What creeps me out is that this has the potential for somebody to misuse the monitoring technology. And that's where I think people should be worried about. Not about the government or major companies using it or the police or somebody. But worrying about the average Joe who's a stalker or some creepy hacker doing it to harm somebody. I wouldn't call those people Joe's. On purpose. Because I can see stalkers using this technology. (laughs) This is what I get like at um, midnight. <laughs> yes. With very little sleep. So we should probably get to whatever other topics you have and wrap this up because we're like well, a good hour and 20 I, I was minutes ask, in. How do you guys, and I was actually going to bring up the circle, so I'm glad you brought it up that the people worrying about modern time, but how do you guys feel about um, movies, like the, the 
the topics talked about in the movie, the circle or people worrying about being monitored. How do you feel about being monitored by future technology? I already assume everything I do is being monitored, so I don't care. I do have something to say about the movies, though, because I don't like the way they paint that light. They give people more fear, or they give something them something to feed off of. It's... I don't like the spread yeah, of like, unneeded or untrue fear. And I'll agree with that, actually, because if you watch... Have you watched the trailer for The Circle? No. But I bet you it's probably the, been the on cir- news shows where 50-year-olds, 60-year-old news anchors are like, oh, this is so and, fucking horrifying. And they paint stuff that the major companies are doing already in a bad light. Like, they're using it for some nefarious purpose. Yeah, Major companies are monitoring monitoring your stuff and selling your information to to people, but they're not doing it to like harm you. Uh, the The government's just wanting statistics on their citizens because nobody does the fucking census anymore. <laughs> and major companies are just looking to uh, figure out what you want to buy. Okay, you can't anything, say that because more the, people ma- do the census than ever. Well, yeah, but it gives them more accurate stuff, and they they don't have to ask you. It's for all it data. Data is very uh, yeah. useful. <laughs> I, I I honestly think that uh, I, everything we do is being monitored in some way. I mean, maybe not all the time, 24-7, but, I mean, you carry a phone around, so, I, so yeah. Uh, they're, they're just, they're just and, painting um, something that's actually not dangerous and, in a bad light. And with the analytics, I think, I think it's honestly useful because we can understand dynamics in our uh, populations that otherwise we have we would have had no idea that even there. And, I mean, when we had those kind of analytics, we can understand and uh, progress in uh, multiple multiple different ways. Yeah, it, it's... It, and, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's a good thing, but, like, people are... In the media, like this movie, are painting something that's really not bad in a huge, horrible light in a, and trying to make it sound like they're using it for some nefarious purpose when they're really not. Like, people have to realize the companies were doing this long before they they could monitor your technology. They were paying. What do you think the the customer surveys were for? Exactly. And they yeah. And they were paying attention to what customers were buying in their stores. You kidding me? If you were to go into your local store, like well, let's say Kmart back in the eighties, if they're noticing some backwater town like say like Millet was uh buying they had a, I don't, they would not have a Kmart and Millet just just point this up but let's say they had one there and they noticed everybody in Millet was buying um uh 20 inch TVs well you don't think they're going to pay attention to shit these guys are really into 20 inch TVs I don't know why but we should probably figure out how to use that information maybe ship more 20 inch TVs over there and stuff that go with 20 inch TVs like accessories and shit and sell it to them they were doing that back in the 80s but now all this new technology just allows them to do that a little easier is all. So yeah, people, you, you've been, you guys, you've been monitored since like the freaking governments have been monitoring their citizens like that since like the 1700s. Stop worrying about them doing it now. It's just, it's, it's been an issue that you haven't really cared about until you just realize, oh, they can listen to me through my TV. Yeah, and if you're thinking. If you're thinking about this, was this was this is actually an issue in the, the the last generation of of consoles. Remember, there was a big issue in a conspiracy theory revolving around the Xbox One before it came out. Oh yeah, of course. The, the Kinect. I mean, 
Like, yeah. People were worried about the Xbox One monitoring you, and you weren't going to be able to shut off the Kinect, and it was going to be able to videotape you oh, and yeah, record your audio. Because like- it became so accurate that it could, like, recognize your face at, like, any time, and it was always like in a low power mode where it could still listen because it could recognize your voice and then turn itself on and stuff like that. Yeah. So people were reading worried a review that, of like, that. People were worried that like the government was going to be able to see them jerking off in their living room. I'm like, <laughs> who do you think you are? That you think some like, government official really, wants to sit there and watch you jerk off? Yeah, honestly, all these things, nobody really cares enough to actually just sit there and watch you. But like, what, it's been, the it's, thing, like you said with the stalkers, that's, I think that's the main thing to worry about is, uh, is people who want to get into your life and, I don't know, like, take advantage of you, you know, steal from you, steal your identity, that sort of thing. And I think if somebody can hack into your computer, I mean, if somebody can hack into your computer, they can steal your identity and they can watch everything you do. I mean, if you're worried about well, that... Well, that already, that, that, already, that already does happen. Yeah, exactly. And it I'm already not does s- happen. Well... Have you guys ever uh, read it? This actually happened to somebody. They their um baby monitor was hacked. Creepy. And some guy was watching and talking to their child. Oh, oh. yeah, I heard about that. That was fucking See, weird. See, that's the people I'm worried about. It's not the it's not the majority of what the things used for. It's the potential for it to be misused by by people. And you See, know what? That's with any technology. There's always gonna be one asshole to ruin the bunch. You know what I mean? That's what the main concern really is. Like, there's always going to be stories about these, like, dildo conspiracy theorists and stuff. Like, oh, the government, blah, blah, blah. But the main concerns that, like, real journalists worry about is stalkers, pedophiles, stuff like that. But that's not what people, they're not so what most journalists are reporting about. They're reporting about your government being able to spy on you. Are they actually journalists? No, <laughs> man. Well, no, we're, we're, to, we're talking like the they're, Daily they're Mail fucking and forum uh, the New York are you kidding me? posts. Well, no, uh, some legitimate uh, news, news sites are actually reporting like that instead of worrying about people hacking into and watching think, your child. Uh, and a lot like of that. the news is owned by the government and the people... And the and the news anchors or news uh, websites that aren't owned by the government, they don't really want to poke at the government because those bigger news outlets will find something on those news articles that are smaller than them. And uh, but you know, we'll realize there's a there's a big issue with. I'll also point out there's a big issue with we're not going to get political here. I'm just going to mention this one off, and we won't talk Too about late. it. But there are, <laughs> there are big there are big issues. Um, with, uh, well, we're trying to stay non, like I haven't really given my full opinion on all this and I don't want to really give off what my political ideals are with this. I want to keep kind of neutral as best as possible here, but we know for a fact that nowadays there's a big issue revolving fake news and uh, misrep news, uh, misreporting shit or being more biased than they've ever been, whether it's right wing or left wing, if you want to get on the political thing, it's just a big issue nowadays. And I don't know. News is kind of an, an, a messed up issue right now as, as it is. So them reporting on things inaccurately doesn't surprise me. It's just the fact that I personally haven't seen big news org- organizations talk about what I would consider a legitimate concern revolving around mo- monitoring technology. So guys, they're more worried. They're, they're always talking about the government, but on a note, we should probably record our intro. So I'm tired. Uh, Jukebox here has something to record. And we can go to sleep. Yeah. This is Distinct Kasai. I'm tired.
tired. Also, true um, and our guest, Vladdy. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. All <laughs> right. Go to bed. Yes. <laughs> Good night. Thank you for listening to podcast TBD. If you're on iTunes, be sure to subscribe to us and leave us a five star rating. We'll read your review on the show. If there's anything you want us to talk about or just want to be a part of the conversation, then tweet at us at the podcast TBD or comment on our Facebook at podcast TBD. Thanks again. And until next time.